Welcome down to this week's episode, episode 151 of Paddy Talks Golf. It's been a minute, but there's a good reason why. Uh, but before we get to the reason, this show is powered by Four Golf Custom. Um, and they take care of me, and they take care of this other guy on tour. All right, Seamus. Hey, I'm Seamus Power on the PGA Tour. If you're looking for the best golf club reviews out there on YouTube, just check out the guys at Four Golf Custom. They've custom fit my golf clubs for years, and they're the best in the business. So that's right, from the PGA Tour fairways, hopefully the Ryder Cup ones, uh, in September, Mr. Power gets fit by Forgot Custom, I get fit by Forgot Custom, and thousands of more people, amateurs from, obviously, the pros to the top amateurs, the scratch golfers, the randoms like me at three, right up to handicaps of 20, 24. Um, I recommend everyone to go get custom fit and get that experience, especially at Forgot. It's been a minute. It's been nigh on seven weeks since I pressed play. Or maybe you pressed play on an episode. That's because little Paige Lynch arrived around then. But before that, I sat down with Sam Murphy, who was denied in the East of Ireland playoff by the fantastic Alex Maguire, who's very much so putting his name in for a Walker Cup place. But Sam Murphy then went on to um, bounce back with a 10-shot win at his home course in Port Dumner for the Connacht stroke play, won by 10 shots. So we hear from him. We lose the quick for at the end, but still a good chat. Laura there, Colette. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What do you think of that? Donald Donovan is the last quarterback. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. Sam Murphy, are you ready to tee it up? Ready to go, yeah. Ready to go. Uh, what did you win last week? Won the Connacht Med Stroke. Well, I knew yeah, it was nice to do that at home, but I can put on that. Oftentimes, it's, it's good to recognize what you've achieved. So I tell you, what did you win? And they're like, oh, yeah, I won that. I won that. Connacht Stroke in Port yeah, You a lifelong member of Port yeah, yeah, I grew up playing here. We I only live like two minutes away from the course, so grew up playing here all my life. Matt, what, what's your earliest golf memory, Sam? I I was just thinking of that. Like I don't really know. It was probably like mom and dad like dropping me and my older brother to the course when we were younger, like just like going to junior camps and stuff. Like that was my first. But like we're all like we're hurling mad down here and everything. So important. Oh, that really take it over when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised uh, that it just isn't uh, that's all like with Canning in their name down there. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. My first golf memory is probably junior camps and stuff growing up. And then, like, we had a good bunch growing up, and then the herd takes over, and then all the lads give up golf, and then I was the only one golfing for a few years. Like, but you get used to it. So, how old are you going to the camps? I'd say I was probably like 10 or 11. Uh, I'm not too sure though. Probably 10 started off. And there was just loads of us there. There was probably like 50 of us down there. I asked that question because I'm the only person in my immediate family. So I have a brother and two sisters. I've got a wealth of cousins, like first cousins, like in the 30s. No one plays golf. Just me. Right. So that's why I asked that question. Yeah. I'm from a golf from family. So. 
I uh, dad played and dad's dad's brother played as well and then mum never played but mum is from Carnoustie so half my family live over in Carnoustie so that's definitely golf comes from there definitely like whether she played or not it, it might have been in her uh, might have been in the genes you might say um, yeah no, my grand my grand worked in Carnoustie for a lot of years she just retired there maybe like three or four years ago so and my uncle was like a two or three handicapper in Carnoustie as well so so Portland is hardly mad right I'm from a part of Clare which isn't hardly mad would you believe North Clare we're actually football mad yeah parties, parties are used for herd and cattle um, but uh, I like, I like. But the question is, so you kept playing golf and didn't didn't want to like be God that is Joe Canning. Why? <laughs> I don't really know, like I just like loved it growing up. Like I loved like mom would drop me or dad would drop me to the course in the morning at like nine in the morning and I'd stay out there all day long. I loved it like but then like at six or seven o'clock I'll go hard on training. Um Glad from bad exhaustion from being out all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like we were like my family again were mad into rugby as well. Like we, me, my two brothers, my younger one, when we both went to Ross Gray, the boarding school, so a big rugby school, and dad went there and everything. My granddad and his brother, and so we were mad into rugby all of us growing up. Like, and I definitely, I probably would have picked rugby as well. Halfway through secondary school, I would have picked rugby to play as well instead of golf. Because you find she's just out. Let me see. Galway. Galway. Ulton Deland. Well, like, he's from Trinity, but, like, you played for Connor. I'm just, like, two foot smaller than him as well, like. Think everybody is. I think everybody yeah, is. Yeah, no, yeah. He's huge. No, I yeah. Because I, I used to work in a pub in Tralee, like, decades ago. Ulton was about 17. He was about nine foot two at the time. Uh, he's been drinking. I thought he was about 37. He was, like, 17. Oh yeah, oh, eighteen months later, I see him rocking out for Ireland or something. I'm like Jesus Christ, he's not... yeah, no, he had in the thirties. Yeah. So pick rugby. So when did golf become like number one? So like you're ten, eleven, twelve. You're like, no, I'm not going to be Joe Canning. I I love this golf back too much. Ross Gray and kind of the that whole environment probably led you down rugby. Uh, but yeah, totally fine. Uh, it might have been Brian. Who who's the favorite rugby player? Mine with Brian O'Driscoll, I even tinted the tinted the hair to look like him. All that. Uh, well, I was scrum half, so probably was Connor Murray growing up. Like, um, which like I don't call him a lad. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he's probably a foot and a half taller than me as well. Like, um, how how tall are you? Are? You bring up the birdie five challenge that big to be like five seven. Five seven. What's yeah. Rory? Five eight. All right. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the it's all about the power engine. So, yeah. why did rugby become more important? Was it just you were in that environment or? Yeah, definitely like just like Ross Gray, but like we were a big rugby school and like we were decent at hurling as well. Um, so like where we were training every, like I was on, made the junior cup team second and third year and then I took TY out, um, TY to focus on golf. Okay. Didn't, um, but I say second, third year, like we're training like four or five days a week, a match in between, like you're in the gym three or four days a week as well. Like, it's like, it's just rugby, rugby, rugby. And like with it being a boarding school, I was only home Saturday evenings after rugby yeah. training. So I only golf the weekends, like, and then 
I still like it. I played golf all during the summer and then rugby was my time off away from golf. So, um, and then TY, and like I was on like the Irish under 16 panel and stuff. Then went back to school in fifth year and like made the senior cup team there. Um, and then like rugby got, like it was really, really intense. And I was still on the, I was on the Irish under 18 panel with the golf and like rugby was still taking over at that stage as well. Like, cause we we're, like senior cup level, the lads are so big. The hits are, your your body was in bits. Like if we've match a Wednesday and I'm up in Carton House at the weekend with the Irish team, I was still crippled at the weekend, like barely able to swing. But uh, and then I had a few injuries, starting off le- uh sixth year, and then that was me out for the full year, and then COVID hit, so we didn't actually play senior cup rugby that year. What was and the injury? Then I yeah, so the past like. Two and a half years now, I've had three ankle surgeries. Wow. Left, left ankle or right? I've had two. Or both? Both. Two on the left, one on the right. Yeah, thank yeah so I know I did his crucial in the left. Um, He was play, he was 17. He was playing minor football for Clare, under 21 football for Clare, and senior football for Clare. Playing um Sigerson football for college and playing soccer. So he's in like oh, five yeah. or 16. Did the left cruciate, was out for, came back after eight months. First came back to the club, did his right cruciate, was out for another year and a bit, came back the first couple of matches, did his left cruciate again. So, my those ankles, Sam. I still oh, be. Yeah. So, that way, rope. Yeah. Like, no, I, 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 I rub two years. Yeah. No, like, I realized that, like, I played the first match back in sixth year and I was like, my ankles don't really feel too good. Like, so, went, got a few scans. And then they put me in a boot for like eight weeks to like just take the weight off it for eight weeks. And then take, I was fine in the boot, like I was fine. Get out of the boot, same pain again. Got a few of them steroid injections. They didn't really work, so like, okay, let's get surgery on it. And that was March, right before I headed over to the States in August. Right. So like I didn't have, didn't have much golf under my belt. Going over there and then come Christmas time, my first year in the States, I get another surgery a few days before I came home for Christmas on my left ankle. My right one was my first one and then the left one didn't really heal great uh, second semester and then we lost conference and then the day after I got operated on again my left one last wow. summer. Wow. Yeah. Come here to me. You're a half-decent golfer though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was fairness, like you're, you're in terms of quite modest like you're if you, if you, Google, you ever Google yourself if if you Google me, I'm like some artist, part of being some artist or architect pops up. Um, if I need to work on the old SEO for the podcast and stuff. But if you Google Sam Murphy got a few things come up, right, in terms of top achievements. And do, do you ever look back at this stuff and say, oh, yeah, I did that? In terms of that, you know, when you look back maybe a couple Not of years. Not really. Or, no, I like doing this for people. No. So, uh, so like Italian under 16 played in that 27, but Connor uh, Strope, which you now won sixth, and we were fifth a couple of years ago. Winner of Rabbit Cup, leading point scorer for Ireland versus England under sixteen match two thousand eighteen. So that, that was actually a good. Golf. That was a good feel. That that was God. I remember like Ben Schmidt, Connor Goff. That was a really really good English team that year, and that was both when they were like ranked number two, number three in the world. Exactly. Uh, so it was, yeah. What, what was the handicap in your under sixteen? Because your Irish panel as well. What was the handicap around then? I was probably close to scratch then. Yeah, it was probably down to one or scratch by then. 
Junior Cup in 2018, so you're around that around the 16 years of age. How valuable is because I'm 36, right? And I'm Junior Cup panelized yeah. away from the hinge a bit, so but we're through, we're through the next round, so I'm available for selection in a couple of weeks. Not right, Dave Givens, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but there's two or three young lads on the team, like they're 16, 17, they're a scratch, one, you know, three. Um, well, for Junior Cup, they're three. Uh, young um, young Bob is three, and the other lad is four. How valuable is that, like, Junior Cup experience at 16, 17 from being an uh, under-pressure situation? Yeah, I think it was really good. Like, I remember the year we won that All-Ireland. Like, I remember we got to the Connacht Finals. We got to the Connacht Finals in Junior Cup, Senior Cup, and Barton Shield. And our Junior Cup team was our Senior Cup team and our Barton Shield team. Like, so there was one one other person. That was the handicap secretary in, uh, in Port Humna, do we? <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember that team, and that weekend, we were just, like, wrecked. We were playing 36, 36, 36, like, getting into these kind of finals. But, like, we only, we sort of just targeted Junior Cup because we knew we had a good chance, and then we went to Thurless, and I remember at that stage, like, Junior Cup, the handicap maybe got down to three or four, yeah. whenever that was, and, uh, like, I remember we got to Thurless in, I think it was, like, September, October, when the All-Irelands were, and I think, like, our highest handicap was, like, two at that stage. Crikey. We all like, we were all playing so well, but I loved it because I was I went out first like as a young like I was like sixteen I just wanted to get out first like you know rare to go like um, the front five but oh, that definitely yeah you just learn how to win at that stage like just I loved going out there and try to get the point out first like for the lads behind so I definitely learned a lot from that. When did? The States come on the radar. When did the golf scholarship come on your radar? Was it at 16, 17 years of age or when was um, it? It was probably 17, yeah. Like being up in Carton House and like some of the boys are like, oh yeah, we're talking to this college, this college. And I'm like, I haven't even put my name out there. I haven't even looked at it. I always thought about going, but I never really like thought about it really. And then I played around with Paul McBride in Baltray. Great guy. And I really got talking to him. He explained a lot of things to me. And then, uh, so then, like, I started emailing a few colleges and stuff like that. And then I joined one of them, like, Pro Dream, like, one of them agencies to help you out with the college situation. I joined them, and then two days after. What do they do? Pro Dream USA, isn't it? They just, like, yeah, they just, like, put your name out for you. Like, they contact the colleges for you. Like, they do all the paperwork and... They take a lot of stuff off your hands, which is nice, because there's a lot of stuff that, that goes behind that you don't really know about until you're in the situation. Okay. Um, so I joined them, and then two days later, I win Irish boys by eight shots. <laughs> so then I... Just, so the timing was good, right? The timing was good. Yeah. Yeah, I did most of the work for them at that stage. Like, um, you got slapped up by... Yeah, I had a few... Came out, came out and said, we want you, Sam. We want you. You know that American ad. Yeah, no, we want you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Grand Canyon University in Arizona, they they were pretty interested straight away and like they gave me a decent offer and I had a few other colleges that did give me decent offers as well. So we really had to like have a good sit down and talk about it with my parents and my coach and everything and see the pros and cons to all the other colleges and stuff. But no, GCU was a really good fit for me as well. So no, it's interesting because like last week, uh, with Barry Fenley on from Maynooth, 
you know, mm. he, he walked us through like, like the process and when like they, he has a golf tournament and they kind of make their offers there at that or maybe a few weeks afterwards. And, um, you know, the, the recruiting for that starts at like 15, 16. He's looking at these guys and girls um, and introduced himself because the rules are quite different. He's able to engage, yeah. I think, and students or would-be golfers in, in many years are able to engage with him, but they're a hell of a lot different in the States. So when you say offer, what does that mean? Uh, from GCU or from A and other and A and other two and three. What what does that look like for any like seventeen year olds who are yeah in their senior cup team um, and are going through that process? You eggs either by themselves with mom and dad or through someone like Pro Dream. What, what did that what does yeah. that offer look like? Yeah, so pretty much like they'll they'll get in touch with you like email, text, Instagram, whatever, and they'd be like, let's set up a let's set up a call. We'll just see, just like, I'll tell you everything about college and you tell me a bit about yourself as well. So that all happens. And then at the end of the phone call, like they'll say like, listen, what sort of, like, what are you looking for? Like scholarship wise and obviously coming from Ireland. Full ride, baby. Full ride. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like a hundred percent, please. Yeah. Um, so like you'll say that and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll have a look. We get back to you in like the next two days or whatever. And then they'll email you with, a budget sheet or whatever in like two days and okay. hopefully there's so, zero dollars so at the end of it. So the offer is what level of scholarship or you've got a 25% scholarship or you've got a 80% scholarship yeah. or 100% in terms of, because in Ireland it's free, but you pay the fees, which is about three grand a year, I think. But in America, it's, it's substantial, right? It's fucking, uh, yeah. it can be 50 grand or hundred grand. Keep, keep going, yeah. you know? So that's interesting to know. So thank you very much. Um, and you won, what did you call it? The GCU won conference this year. We won conference, yeah, for the first time ever, yeah. But what does that mean? What what level is, because I know there's NCAAs. Um, yeah. There, there's D1 colleges and then there's D2. Where, where's GCU in that stack ranking of, of college? So, like, we're in D1. So then there's, like, Class. then you've got the different conferences. So, like, we're in the Western Athletic and, like, and there's different teams in like the Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, WCC, all of them. There's different conferences. So maybe there's 15 teams in each conference. Is that regional? And then if you're, you know, like, like winning Munster. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. But like we're not all like not all of the teams in the Western Athletic are close to Arizona. Say, but yeah, I get you. Um, so like we're all, if you win that, win conference, you go to regionals. And then there's like six different regions mm-hmm. and say there would be all the teams that won their conference and the teams that are ranked like top 55 to top 60, they get automatic bids in. Um, so you get to regionals, there's 12 to 15 teams, then top five teams in regionals go to nationals. So it's pretty competitive. And it's all about the team, isn't yeah. it? I've been watching the, um, on YouTube. I know it was a low laying up or someone did it, but it's on Stanford. It's a, it's a year old yeah. now, I'd say, if not 18 months old. And it kind of gives a great look into what, and it's the women's team at Stanford, into like... It's very... I've seen it, yeah. What it looks like. Rose Zhang is there. I think it's from, a, from 18 months, because she looks like younger than when she one yeah. the other week. Um, oh, yeah. In just the level of details they go into at that level, you know. Um, what did winning conference do for GCU at, at a, as a college level in terms of 
does it bump them up the rankings? Does it get them more visible? And does it help them attract more more Sam Murphys of this world? Yeah, well, like it's, it was huge for us just to get to regionals because then, like, you're playing against teams that you never really play against because they're like on different side of America. So, like, Florida State were there, Louisville were there, so we're playing against Max and stuff. Like, they're they're really good teams. So, like, once you start playing against them teams and they realize, oh, well, actually, GCU are pretty good, but then like we'll start mm-hmm. getting invited to their their tournaments and vice versa. Oh, I got so, you. now I got you. And then like. You go to that bigger events, your ranking gets better. And then once you start beating beating them teams, then your recruiting gets better. You start getting players that are interested in you as well. So what was the culture shock like from moving from Port what, what age were you? Is this year one in GCU or is it year two? Uh, year two. Year two. So what was the culture shock like coming from Port Tumna at, at 18? 19? 18, yeah. Uh, to... to yeah, I would have been 19, yeah. To Grand Canyon, Arizona, where it is, I believe, steamy hot most of the year. Yeah. No, it was definitely really weird. Like, Pertumna is tiny. Like, we have, I don't know, 1,500, 2,000 people in the town, like, you know. And then you go to Phoenix and there's 6 million in the city lot. Why is it? So it was a huge, like, yeah. Oh, six times. Like, it was just a huge. Six times. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that was massive and then like campus itself is just like I'd say campus is bigger than Pertunga so like, we'll have we'll have like I think we have like 27,000 students on campus now just on campus that's the that's the size of Ennis I think yeah. Ennis, I think Ennis is about 35,000 people do you know what I mean it's the size of a large town yeah huh? yeah so definitely that and then just the heat was insane. Like the first week I went out end of August, it's like pushing 40 degrees. Like Christ, Christ. And, uh, and you're like, maybe what, here's this luggage, a bunch of suitcases around like campus. <laughs> Actually, what did you, you just get used to it. Like we were throwing temperatures or people. Yeah. Like we were just throwing in like the first week, like we were throwing in like six rounds of qualifying top five lads go to the first event. So that was like the first week. And like, you're just sweating and sweat that, um, you you got used to it fairly quick. Well, you had to. Um. So yeah, I got used to that fairly quick. I've talked to Mark Power a couple of times. He was on the po- he was on the podcast um, when he was in part of the Walker Cup panel before the final selections for when they played. Was it in Rave they played two years ago? Uh, or no, Seminole wasn't it? Seminole. So he was on, and he was any time I've talked to Mark, uh, I've played all three or four times. Uh, on Zoom, yeah, he's always in the shade. Yeah, seven. always, <laughs> always under a tent or under like a marquee. Yeah, every time I talk to Mark Power, he's sitting under shade. Yeah, like and that's like I think it's a South Carolina wake is in. So what? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And when I lived in Italy for a couple of years, I didn't have a car for the first four months, and when I started making friends, they were like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy, you're the you're the Irish guy who walks everywhere." So are you are you like Mark Power? And you're like on campus. You're like, oh, that's the Irish guy who's always sitting in the shade. Or, no, I'm. <laughs> or have you acclimatized no, now? If I can be in the sun, I'll definitely be in the sun. Pretty even out the tan lines a bit. Like <laughs> you don't, but you don't have like Victor Hovland. Have you seen his tan line? Oh, his is like, bad. From, yeah. from his hat, it's bad, isn't it? You're yeah. not too bad. You you even out the rest of the week, do you? Yeah. If I don't have to wear a hat, I'm not going to wear one golfing like. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I find I, my, a hat lasts, even when it's like not roasting in Ireland, the hat lasts maybe three or four holes and I just, it's, just too, it's just too hot. Yeah. I'm a visor guy. I'm a visor guy because I steam up. Uh, Sam, how would you rate your, your golf, your, your golf ability, your, um, your standard this year compared to previous years? Yeah, no, it's definitely improved an awful lot. Um, definitely being a bit fit and healthier as well, like being able to walk on my ankles uh, does help a <laughs> lot helps. as well. And being able to actually put in practice and not be crippled after practice and stuff like that really does help. But definitely like since March, like my game has improved so much. And like, it's just when you're playing well and confidence is high, you know, like having a, a team win in college and then coming home and then losing a playoff in the East and then winning last week was really, really nice. Pretty sweet. I love how modest Irish people are because like if you were English or definitely if you were American, you're like, yeah, man, I'm my, my game's like a 10 out of 10. Uh, I, you know, I, I got most of the birdies from my team in, at conference. Uh, I led the team out, WAC champions came home. You know what I mean? But we're like, no, yeah. no, nah, nah, sure, we're just doing grand, that, yeah, keeping the head low about, in, in, in the high grass, just chipping away. Yeah. So like, um, do you take any time to like reflect, even from a, this is where I am now, so this is what I need to work on. Yeah. And like, not goals, but like maybe realign systems. Isn't that the way people are moving now? We don't have goals anymore. We, we just have like a process or a system and we're just always trying to improve that process. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Look back the last couple of months. Yeah. Playoff in the East. Compare that to like the last two or three years when you're on one and a half ankles maybe. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Oh, definitely. Especially like last week after the East, like I learned a lot from losing in a playoff and even being able to get into the playoff, like some of the up and downs I made or like my two putting 18 to get into the playoff. Like, you learn a lot from that. And even in Pertumna at the weekend, like, I had a bad stretch of holes in the second round. And I, like, you're only 27 holes into the tournament. Like, so we were still fairly tied up there. And, the, like, the way I came out, like, I played the holes and I think it was, like, for, like, seven holes, I was 300 for the seven. But I could have easily been, like, two or three over for them. So, like, you learn a lot coming out of them, like, slumps and being, like, just have to stay in it a little bit and, just grind it out and like I was lucky to make a few puts and stuff but I think just being able to like grind it out and be like you know what there's still a lot to play in this golf competition so just keep it in play and is that a mindset thing is that a you hit like a a, at your level it's probably oh I'm at I'm I hit it to 30 feet instead of six feet from 120 is that what we're talking about here are we talking about I absolutely winged one what's the what's the dog leg right in Port Dumna like a ninth degree you can almost drive the green if you're really five, yeah. So like that's where I'm winging. That's where I'm winging one OB yeah. like super right, right. What's what's the level of? Oh yeah, I was almost two over, but I was actually three under. What level of, um, like difficulty of shot or situation? Are like you no, I, like I actually wasn't even like I I hooked a few drivers. Like, I was in trees. Like I was I was chipping out, and like chipping out in a power five, and you still have two fifty okay. into a green. And then, like, you make a 10-footer for power. I made 10-footer for power on 5-6. Again, hooked it on 7 into trees. And made a 40-foot put for birdie. And then I was like, yeah, I have two holes left here. Let's just put a few good swings together here and let's see what I can do. And then I buried the last two. But, no, it was definitely just, like, I'm in a good position. Like, let's just see what I can do. Yeah, was it like the old GA mentality? One of my favorite drills in GA was, like, the box drill where you hand pass it to a corner. Yeah. 
take it back and you, yeah. you run the diagonal. Do you know that one? And I'll never forget, we had a coach in Austin Stacks and Tralee, Stephen Stack, and it was like, the encouragement was, just don't fuck up, yeah. don't yeah. fuck up, right? <laughs> is that was that is that the self-talk? Because that's the self-talk I have that I'm trying to improve on. You know what I mean? 17 the Port Omna, we don't want to yeah, wing one right. Don't hit it don't in the water. Like, yeah. That's where my mind goes. Back... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, or like, what is the self-talk like? You, we've we've hooked it. We've been under trees the last three holes. What's going on in your head to get things back on track? We'll send the seventeen team in Port Dunne, where you need yeah. you can't go left. No, you can't really go right. How like, did you get your head right? Or is it like me and you're going? Don't uh, fuck up. No, like I was definitely just like when them holes. I was like, let's just give myself a chance of par. Like, give myself inside fifteen foot for par all the time. Because I, like, I was putting really well, like, and then you're home green, so you, you shouldn't have the brakes on them. But, uh, uh, so, yeah, I just gave myself a look at par on all them holes, and, like, I managed to make them, and then then I was like, let's just put a few good swings together here. The day is nearly over. Let's just, like, I managed, like, I shot six under bogey free, but I could have been, I could have been a two under. I could have bogeyed a few of them holes there. Like, but, no, I just managed to grind it out, really. Oh, grind, grind out yeah. for a 10-shot victory. How about yeah. it? Huh? <laughs> Modest <laughs> Sam Murphy, episode 152. Um, you sound like, from the bit of research I've done, believe it or not, for this chat, you sound like a man who's not afraid to be under par. You know, there's 65s in there. There's, you know, leading birdie man for the team back in GCU. You know, low man leading, you know, like, granted, you know, the a bunch of the field at the east may have gone where did they go over to the yeah uh, st andrew's trophy links you know um but you still hammered what was there at your home course where there is that i would assume self-pressure of you know yeah exactly don't fuck up <laughs> or else the whole club yeah. we're talking about this for decades right <laughs> and you want to win one at your home club so um is that right are you like not afraid to be under par that's where the, the mindset seems to be at the moment anyway. You're tracking yeah. four no, five like, and you're comfortable. You definitely learn a lot in college and like when lads like you play with a lot of lads, they get off the really hot starts, like they could be four under through five or six under through nine and like like you know, it's like some lads will get nervous and they like pull up a bit and like start hitting irons off the seats, but like lads in America just keep it in driver. Like let's just go as low as you can go. And that's what they do every single time. So I definitely learned that is like you need to be a really good driver of the golf balls, then like you're just going to give yourself birdie chances all the time. So definitely, like I learned, like no, absolutely, just absolutely. like if you're three under through six, then you can go really low. But if you're if you're one over through fourteen, you can still shoot four under. You can birdie your whole way home. That's why I definitely like there's always going to be birdies exactly. out there no matter what. It's it's. It's a for me being off three or whatever, soon to be four, I'd say, because there's one like one super low, <laughs> one super low round, which is, you know, you know, the, you know, one of those days I played, I played Tralee, and I think I held five putts from outside yeah. 20 feet. You know, like one of those days, Huge, right? Yeah. The cup was just like a fucking bucket. It's like foot golf holes. Um, well, that's they weren't, obviously, but that's what it's like. So there's a low one in there, uh, affecting my handicap. But like for me, that that mindset of stay aggressive in terms of from playing the hinge my whole life, it's been damage control from the first tee. Like that same analogy yeah. of the football drill. Don't fuck up. Keep it in play. Yeah. Don't be aggressive. <laughs> uh, 
can't be winging it. So like I'm pretty straight driver to now to being off like ability wise, my mindset, yeah. I'm trying to change that to, okay, let's get after it. Not shoot down pins, but like, let's take driver on, you know, let's take, let's take oh, yeah, driver yeah. on seven and hit it down over the hill. Let's take driver on 10 and not like, not yeah. like bunt a three wood into the fat part, you know, yeah. and, and cost myself 50 yards. Yeah. Right. Anyone who hasn't played the hinge, this is lost on me. I'm sorry, but it's just <laughs> like, take it to your own golf course. Like I'm playing in a, Royal Cora tomorrow, never seen the place before, and I'm on Google Maps going, where, mm. like, at, like, my max yeah. carry, where is that on all the holes? Yeah. You know, how much trouble is there? Real kind of decade stuff. Whilst before, I would have been, I'm going to take, like, four iron off all the tees, play to what I can see, that type of thing. Yeah. Is that similar mindset you had to make in college, coming from, you know, Port Dublin is pretty tight, like, you know, and, and golf course you would have played over here are yeah. pretty tight. Did the mindset change or was it the coaches over there going like, Sam, no, get after it? Was it a mindset change was, or was it like, like I was like growing up, I was a poor driver in golf ball. Like, I would like, I would want to hit four iron or three wood off the tee. I didn't want to hit driver any time. So like, once you get better with driver, then like, you just want to always hit it. Like, knowing that if you have a 30 yard space up there where you're not going to lose a ball with driver, then why wouldn't you hit it? But then, like you learn a lot, of, like course management, like mm. a lot of lads in college make a lot of birdies, but a lot of them make a lot of doubles as well. And like I, I was too. So you learn a lot. Whereas, like, where are you not going to make? How are you not going to make double? Are, are you going to make double hitting driver? Then you you mightn't hit driver. So I definitely learned that way. Is in if there's room up there to hit driver, I'll hit driver. But whatever is the easiest way, you can make birdie as well. Like say a drivable power four and three hundred yards and a tough green. If you're going to hit driver, you mightn't get up and down. But if you get four iron lob wedge, you're like worst you're going to be is fifteen foot. You're always going to have a chance of birdie. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And is that does that come from like walking the course or going through the stroke saver beforehand and making those choices? Or are you, you making them on the tee box, looking at before the, map? the first round, so like practice round, and then just going over. Like, and again, it depends on pin positions. Like, if you've got a pin position where you can hit driver, then I'll hit driver on a drive foothold. But it just depends on the day, wind, everything. But mainly, I'll just stick to my strategy. Like, I did that really well in in the East. Like, I just stuck to my strategy as well. And and same as Pertumna. Like, I didn't really chase anything. I was like, just, I played it the way I always played Pertumna. I didn't play it safer than, like, it was a big event. Like, I'm not going to hit driver when I always hit driver there. I'm like... I'm not going to hit four iron or anything. So I just played it the way I usually play the course. and It paid off last week. <laughs> Absolutely. When you, now that you've spent a couple of times, a, a couple of years abroad, you're in, in the States and you're, you know, well-traveled and interesting now. Uh, what, what comes to mind when you think about uh, home and you think about growing up in Port Home now? What's, what comes uh, to mind? Hope is definitely the first one anyways. Because, like, you, you're either home at Christmas or summer. Like, at Christmas, is just... Christmas is <laughs> piss up, like... Um, and then, like, just, like, home-cooked meals. Like, you're in college. Like, we don't we don't make food at all. Like, it's just, like, Chick-fil-A or whatever is around, like, Chipotle or whatever. So, definitely a home-cooked, like, Sunday roast, like, is definitely the main one. So, what, what are the top... Th- when... 
when you come home for summer, so this is the second summer you've come uh, home for, what are the top three things you're Hopefully good weather. To? Like, we pretend that's to be on the, the lake, like, I'll go out in the boat. Like, that's the just last two weeks have been so good. Right. I've been out in the boat nearly every day, like, just messing about, like, jumping in the lake and stuff. Um, I love coming back and just playing with the lads, nice. you know, like, playing with the hurlers or whatever, like, just for the crack, like, you're like, doesn't matter what you do, like, again, they don't care if you hit a ball out of bounds or not. Like, it doesn't matter to them, so... It's always fun going out playing with the lads and then definitely just coming home to see family and everything. It's nice to be like, you're away nine months of the year. So the three months you get to come home and see your family is nice. Not deadly. And on the, maybe on the, the, the days where the weather isn't so nice, do you, uh, do you have a particular movie. favorite golf movie you watch? Tin Cup. Tin Cup is always good. Uh, and Which one would it be? Like, What's your favorite so golf funny, movie? Though. Yeah. <laughs> now, my self-talk is definitely Roy McAvoy-esque, you know, 100%. Um, if I had a caddy, though, I might treat him with a bit more respect. Um, how how bored are you? How excited back. are you for the rest like, of the summer? Before yeah, late late August, when do you yeah, go back so to GCU? Will no, it be like, I've got like late August? Now, which is, it's nice, but a little bit annoying because like, when you're playing well, you just want to keep playing. Like, you want to play in events. and so the south is the next one for me like we feel like senior cup and barton shield in between but the next big one is the south and then like you have a busy few weeks then before you head back to college as well so it's nice to be playing competitive golf when you go back to college as well have you reset the system or aligned or added anything to your process in advance of the south because that's the end of july yeah, so you've a good five like weeks yeah five weeks is it four weeks five weeks you know taking learnings from the east you know knowing that you're able to be up and and be competitive um, um you know not really like into the, nice, to the like my coach Gary after the last he couple of weeks me. he followed me for a lot of it in Portumna, and like he's seen a lot of things that you know we can just like work on the next few weeks and like it's nice to have things to work on as well after you're still playing well but there's small things you can touch up on, which is nice. So a nice few weeks to be working with him. So, and then, yeah, I hope they just keep the form going. Whereas do you practice yeah, like in and around the course of Port Now, where's um, the range? There's a range near Port Thurman, isn't there? It's about 20 yeah, minutes he, road, he's a good it? range. And then like my coach, he's in Glenlow Abbey in Galway. Yeah, so I'll spend some time in with him. And like, there's a lot of lads who practice in there and stuff. So, and good range, and it's a nine hole course, but bad. it's a really good nine hole. So, like, it's nice to work on the game out there. Yeah. Oh, that's ideal. So, that's ideal. Uh, be patient. Um, best golf tip you've, you've received? Yeah. Ever. <laughs> 60 degree. Decent. We could all take with being that. We could all be... Favorite club in the bag? No, like my putting is the best thing in my bag, but no, I love chipping. Oh, I like, thought you were going to say driver after all the driver talk. Yeah. 60. <laughs> the favorite. Fizzy nipper. Yes. Uh, fizzy nipper or a high floater? Good man. This isn't the quick yeah. part QA. These are just like questions I've, I've spitballed into the list here. Um, GCU moving away from home. Has there been any tough times or like a time 
did you have to deal with either being abroad or something happened or you weren't picked for the team or the swing wasn't there? Do you have been a tough time like in your American yeah, like, journey, we'll say, or even in life say, itself? Like, and and say how did you get yourself out of that? In in fall, like my fall semester last year, like I just wasn't playing, playing great, didn't make a few teams and like it's my first time not making teams. So you're sitting at home when the lads are in Pebble Beach. So it's not the nicest of feelings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I missed out by one is shot. That, is that a trip you missed? Did you miss the Pebble you, Beach trip? You learn a lot more sitting at home you did. when the team are away. Um, it's not the easiest oh, being shit. at home, but no, I definitely think it was actually like, it was good for me to miss a few events last semester. And like, you realize where your game is at and where you're at um, and definitely what you need to work on going into off season and stuff. And then that guy came out, all guns blazing and then, early February, March, and I played really well. So. Not decent. Um, yeah. I like to prepare for God Frowns in terms of, like for me, it's like the monthly medal or like one of the four or five majors in the club. Mm. Um, tomorrow it's going to be an open day that I kind of have to play well in to be up for selection for the junior cup team in a couple of weeks, right? That they're, they're the levels I'm at, right? But for me, I need to have the body. I'm 36, right? Yeah. I, I don't move too easy. So I, I'm big on, on preparation for performance, right? Both mm-hmm. in my job, which is kind of business orientated in sales. So it's all yeah. around a process and time management. And like, I've three kids. So like, I don't have a lot of time. That they're 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 well beyond that their year is well ahead of you. But like, yeah. so like for tomorrow, I have tea time at half nine. My prep is drop Sophie mm-hmm. the time ender at eight, so I have an hour and a half. I have twenty minutes to get there, yeah. and I'll do full mobility while Sophie's having her breakfast. I'll be out in the garden here watching her having breakfast. Hopefully, it'll be nice and warm yeah. tomorrow morning, and I'll do like a full twenty minutes, get the body moving, and then like forty minutes later, I'll be on a range, and then I'll hit like thirty balls. I'll, yeah. I'll do maybe 50 minutes tip and 50 minutes putting and I should kind of maybe have a coffee and then first tea. That's me. Yeah. Right? And I might have a bit of music on. I might not. And I won't really be thinking of anything. That's the, that's the goal. You know, and I'm not, the range isn't a practice set. The range is a body movement thing, right? Yeah. And if the balls are going the way they should be, great. But if they're not, I might, I might lean on where driver is going. Just that's what I've got today. But that's how I prep. So the question finally yeah. is, do you have like a regimented... Um, like if like I can go Sam to the gym or like like we're in a hotel tomorrow, with the gym, I'll be in there. I'll what do does your morning look like? Before around all the time. Is the question. No, I'll do like a full... Like a Brooks Kepka full, full like fucking 100 session, kg yeah. bench press session? Or is it more of a yeah, movement? So I'll do that. You know, flexibility I don't, I don't really like to warm up for that long, like... Oh, you fucking play hard. I love it. I love it. (laughs) 20 balls. I don't care where they go. I'll do a little bit of chipping and then I'll do a few putting drills, like just the two gates, like with your, like the gate drill and like that, a few lag puts and then like straight. I don't want to be waiting around. I hate waiting around. So yeah, I'm just like, like in Pertumna this weekend, like I was like 20 minutes for a tea time job, like five balls in the range, few putts and go. Sam Murphy, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. So yes, it is evident, of course, by no quick fair Q&A what happened. 
to that. Well, it is Six Nation Army was his walk-on song, but due to recording on a new platform, which we won't be using again, the audio at the, the latter end of that chat with Sam was scrambled. You could hear me, or maybe you couldn't hear Sam, and so I just had to cut it. It had to stay on the editing floor, I'm afraid. But um, stay tuned and keep track of what Mr. Murphy is doing this summer. He's my quiet shout for the South of Ireland Championship. Uh, you heard it here first, so I get down to a bookies ask for odds on Sam Murphy for the South of Ireland Championship. It's on in a couple of weeks in the Hinch, and stick your money where my mouth is, maybe. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the different form of questioning, maybe in this week's episode, compared to prepaid Lynch, um, because of baby brain at the moment. But if you do like what I do, please support the show, uh, leave a review, uh, share with your family and friends, put into your goth WhatsApp groups. Um, we are organising a meet-up in August. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you'll see it on my social media channels. Uh, we're going to play County Bale um, August 10th. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you know where I live. Until next week. This is going to be a week. straight through to Christmas. Hold me accountable. Um, enjoy your weekend of coffee. Until we teal up again soon, I'm Paddy. <laughs>